Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. The practice of customer experience is continually evolving, and practitioners need to adapt to these changes, incorporating new methods into existing programs while retaining valuable information over time. Today, we're going to talk about customer experience measurement and the value of utilizing both new and existing measurements to better understand your customers. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Judy Block, Principal CX Advisor at Medallia. Judy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Greg. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this this topic. It's um, near and dear to my heart. I wrote a book about it, and so looking always looking forward to talking about it with you. Um, so, but why don't we start by uh, you giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're currently doing at Medallia. Yeah, of course. Happy to. So um, I have grown my career uh, across the CX field over the course of uh, many years now, uh, per- perhaps more more than I'd like to acknowledge. <laughs> but um, initially, my career started on the process and quality management side of customer experience. So that's kind of the branch and the path that I took. Um, I've served as a CX leader across a few different industries, including financial services, technology, uh, B2B, and I've been fortunate enough to win some industry awards along the way, which is an incredible experience. Um, currently, as you said, serving as a uh, principal CX advisor, my goal in that role is to really help share my knowledge and experience and help others um be able to advance their programs, hopefully avoid some of those sharp corners that maybe I have run into throughout my years and, uh, you know, double down on what really works. So happy to be able to do that today with you. Great. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's start out by talking about digital experience programs and the value behind listening to what your customers say and do. So there's many ways to track and measure customer experience, uh, including survey-based tools such as Net Promoter Score or NPS, as well as tools that measure CX metrics in real time. Uh, What are some of the benefits of a digital experience program that can take your CX listening beyond a survey-based approach and into things like real-time insights and data? Yeah, such a such a good question. Gosh, there's so many different elements and dimensions to this, but you're absolutely right. Um, digital experience management really needs to include both what your customers are saying and what your customers are doing. Um, as we know, digital is the reality of how customers are doing business today, particularly in this post-COVID world. And Customer loyalty has changed significantly. Um, We've seen a lot of research telling us and indicating how customers are much more likely to switch 
and uh, switch brands and, and how digital has really become just table stakes for, for any company. We also know the cost of poor digital experiences have never been higher. There's some research that I've read that, that indicates after just one uh, poor experience, 60% of customers will delete the app and 88% will buy elsewhere. So those are some staggering facts, some staggering numbers that should catch the attention of all digital executives, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's great stuff. So how can these methods work hand in hand with an existing CX measurement program effectively? Yeah, absolutely. Combining what customers do with what customers say, like a traditional voice of customer program, can be really powerful. Uh, let me give you an example. When I was at a financial services company uh, that I was supporting, we were really pushing digital account opening uh, during COVID. Of course, branches were closed. The online journey technically worked, but the field name had a character limit. And if a customer had a longer legal name, this could cause a problem. Not ever going to be a problem for me, Judy Block, right, with an eight-character name. But for somebody else that has a much longer name or perhaps uses a hyphenated name or their middle name as part of their legal name, you can see how this could become an issue. Well, not everybody was, there wasn't a whole lot of complaints about this or voice of customer feedback, very, very few comments, very few calls, not a whole lot of um, that traditional voice of customer feedback about this. People would simply abandon the digital journey and go along their merry way, maybe find another bank where they didn't have this problem in opening the account online. Again, not an, not an issue for most users, but using behavioral data, we could see that customers are struggling with this field, ultimately giving up and walking away. Of course, the bank doesn't want to lose the account, and there's always the possibility that the customer doesn't give the bank a second chance, right? They yeah. may not come into um, a branch. They may not call us to, to tell us about the problem with the website. So there's a real risk here to the business that no feedback is provided and you simply, the brand simply loses the customer, they walk away. So using digital experience data to get to know what customers are doing online uh, really, really helps complement and supplement traditional voice of customer feedback. Also helps eliminate that sample bias yeah. um, to, to give us insights about the full population. That's what I think is so powerful. Pairing that with the feedback where possible, you just have the ability to create some really emotional storytelling connections about what your customer is going through to, uh, you know, get those wins ultimately and win the hearts and minds of your executives to to drive change. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. I think that's a that's a good way to tie, you know, some of that more real time stuff, the legacy data, all of that stuff together uh, effectively. Um, and, you know, as so as, as platforms and methods are continually evolving, uh, you know, some of the things that you just mentioned, um, you know, banks evolving over, you know, through the pandemic for, you know, out of necessity and things like that, um, in addition to just technology changes, um, as well as customer preferences evolving, you know, how does a how does an organization begin to create a CX program that effectively manages change and continuously improves? 
Yeah, it's a really big question, right? I'll give uh, I'll give two different perspectives on this. What to do, perhaps if you're brand new to digital experience and and looking to grow your CX program into digital, and then if you're a little more mature, some ideas on on how you might evolve. So first of all, if you are new to managing a digital experience, or perhaps you've um, historically ran uh, primarily a voice of customer program and, and looking to expand to digital. First thing I would do is think about what are those most important digital experiences or journeys to your business. For the bank, you know, we were just talking about account opening. Obviously, that would be one for them. But uh, thinking through that, understanding what's your digital strategy, what's the key metrics, is it is it driving sales, is it to contain or prevent calls into your call center, Picking that specific element of the holistic digital journey really gives you something uh, tangible to focus on versus boiling the whole ocean. I think another really good place to start is um, is with unsolicited feedback. Thinking about app reviews, Google Places, Yelp, social, etc. And then, you know, the third thing I would offer here if you're new to digital experience is I'd always recommend meeting with your digital and technology teams directly. Now, perhaps this sounds obvious, but I think if you start a conversation with them, uh, sometimes they can be unlikely allies and partners with your CX team. And it might just turn out that they already have tools and technology in place to help monitor system performance from an IT perspective. They can also be leveraged to help understand the customer experience as well. So really creating some synergy there. And what about for those organizations that are a little more mature? Yeah, absolutely. So once you're capturing some digital signals, you know, you're understanding what your customers are saying and doing. Now comes the fun part. It's time to take action (laughs) and, um, and really start quantifying the impact and driving that change. Closed loop looks different in digital. Um, you still have the same inner loop. You still have the same outer loop that, that we're used to with traditional CX programs. But in the digital world, there tends to be less emphasis on the one-on-one customer follow-up. Not to say it's impossible. Certainly some brands do it, but we tend to focus more on outer loop and continuous improvement. So it becomes about how quickly can you adjust and resolve that customer friction to prevent the next customer from having a similar problem. Uh, partnership, again, with your agile development teams here, so critical to feed the backlog and uh, get into that development process. Yeah. So, you know, I think with with both the examples, the the example of the those that are relatively new to, to digital experience, as well as the, the more mature organizations, a common thread that I see kind of in, in what you're saying is is definitely collaboration, right? So, I mean, there's there's definitely data integration and 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 things that need to be to need to be shared, but it's also teams and people working together and really kind of understanding not only the the need but but the benefits. How have you seen? Um, how have you seen that work well in, in organizations where, you know, they may, they may even have a CX department, but, um, you know, as we all know, like CX takes a, it takes a village or it takes a, a whole company to kind of do, what do you see that, that works well there to kind of get everybody on the same page? 
Sure, sure. Uh, and, and I think it's such an important point here. Uh, yes, you, your organizations have CX departments, but right. um, as we all know, CX is both a little art and science and a lot of influence, right? So how do we um, influence other organiz- other parts of the organization to, to drive change ultimately, to um, empathize with what the customer is going through, to um, you know, just just want to to take action and feel compelled to do so. So I think there are some um, influencing, right? Is it is is a key element of what we need to do as CX practitioners? And I think you see this every day across brands as they make those little wins, right? As you can influence the training department to become a little more customer centric, as we can work with our call center agents on um, their scripting and the messaging and. Uh, even the KPIs that we use to to measure and monitor the teams. I at the end of the day, um, you know, influence is one of those almost core CX practitioner yeah. skills that I think is vital to what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so uh, for our last topic today, let's talk specifically about customer experience for B two B companies. You know, what makes customer experience strategies and approaches different for B two B focused companies? Yeah, yeah. Happy to switch gears here a little bit. Um, simply put, what makes B2B uh, focused companies different when, you, when you're running a, a CX organization in a B2B company is just there's more complexity. Everything from questions around who owns the customer to different types of end users. Uh, for example, is this feedback from a decision maker or a day-to-day user? Um, just, just there's just more complexity to work through, right? How work gets done. And then if you consider a B to B to C environment, I mean, it even amp- continues to amplify. I think one of the one of the great examples or one of the best examples of this in play is if you think about, uh, again, survey responses, right? It's entirely possible for the feedback from the day-to-day working team to be overwhelmingly positive. But your decision maker is unengaged or uninformed, and therefore you might have a risk that the customer might churn despite receiving overwhelmingly positive feedback on a day-to-day basis. Great. Uh, What can B2B companies do in order to improve their CX? Yeah, so I think the number one thing here I would say is know your customer. And certainly this applies to all CX teams, but particularly in the B2B world. Know your customer, who is on each account and the role they play. Ensure your CRM systems or other data sources are accurate so that when you get that feedback or behavioral data, as the case may be, it can be sliced and diced through those various lenses. Um Connecting back to our previous conversation about digital, uh, this means being really thoughtful about the custom parameters or metadata that you collect and append to uh, digital feedback or behavioral analytics, things like user ID, session ID, purchase amount, um, all all different uh, metadata, right, that can be appended that can help you see and know your customer a little bit better. Yeah. So what do you think is the biggest opportunity uh, for for B2B and and CX? Yeah. Yes. Well, as you might guess, um, I'm going to go with driving a change here, right? Yeah. The biggest opportunity. Uh, you, clearly, you hear that theme for me uh, throughout this. I mean, ultimately, I think that's why we run CX programs is to be 
our our customers champion and to advocate on their behalf to uh, you know create seamless effortless uh, experiences. So to me, um, the biggest opportunity, regardless of if you're talking about a B2C or B2B program, is um, is driving change and to continually improve. Specifically for B2B clients, your, for B2B customers, for B2B brands, your clients need to know that you hear them and that you're actively working to make things better for them. I really love You Spoke, We Listened programs. I think they're key here. Um, I hear a lot of concerns from from fellow B2B practitioners about low survey response rates. Uh, this tactic can with with you spoke we listen programs can help here as well. And then kind of speaking of response rates, getting into that a little bit more, I think one of the biggest mistakes that B2B programs can make is to ignore non-respondents. We talked about the example. Um, earlier of different feedback from day-to-day users versus decision makers. If your decision makers in particular are not responding, you can't forget about them, right? Don't ignore them. If you're not 100% sure where they stand, then you need to reach out. So don't forget about your non-responders. One of the biggest differences, this is one of the biggest differences in B2B interloop programs versus B2C. Well, uh, one last question before we wrap up here. Uh, you've already given plenty of, of great advice already, but you know, if you were to give one piece of advice for CX professionals, whether it's B2B or B2C, um, that want to improve their understanding of their customers as they navigate their the months ahead, what, what would that be? Yeah, and I, and I think we've hit on these themes throughout, but I think I would double down on in order to be successful in customer experience, you you really need to understand that it's bigger than you, right? That it's bigger than your team, that you have to drive change by influencing others. Yeah. Um, so my piece of advice uh, for whether we're talking B2B or B2C is around building relationships. Um, Look for others that are subject matter experts in different areas of the business, um, experts in different areas than you are, and actively reach out. Um, Raise your hand, right? Get up from your desk, look around, see who else might have information to help diagnose the problem you're trying to solve. And and then then collaborate and work on it together. Uh, Thinking about that example I gave earlier about the bank and the digital experience with the character limit. Um, I mean, the easy solve, right, is simply add more space to that field, get more characters. But I think as you dig a little deeper and uh, try and understand the root cause of why was that character limit there in the first place? Is there some sort of technology limitation? Is that a one-off decision or do we have some uh, small uh, character fields elsewhere that we need to worry about, right, are really things to dig into? Asking and having a conversation with those technical teams to understand that development process is critical here so we don't keep repeating the same mistakes. Yeah, that's great. Well, Judy, um, thanks so much for uh, joining the show. For those listening, uh, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you and Medallia are doing? Yeah, gosh, a few different options. Certainly, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Judy Block on LinkedIn. There's lots of um, fantastic content, uh, white papers, thought leadership available there. Um, Certainly also, Medallia offers expert on-demand sessions if there's ever a desire or a need to talk more about digital experience and, uh, and how we can help your brand. That's always an option as well. 
Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Judy Block, Principal CX Advisor at Medallia for joining the show. Thanks for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.